Xbox, record this as a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello. Daddy D. Wally here, and welcome to Xbox Record This Episode 50, a momentous day in in XRT history. Halfway to 100 episodes. We did it, boys. Joining me, as always, the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you, my friend? I am doing absolutely wonderful, not only because of the huge surprise we have for all of our listeners out there here this evening, but also... Because in literally, literally one day from now, 24 hours, I will be boarding a plane with my two daughters and my wife to go to Disney World for five days, uh, which is going to just be great. It feels very weird to go like (laughs) mid-year. Like I feel like (laughs) kind of a bad parent and not a great employee right now. But overall, Ah. uh, very excited to go. And we saved a lot of money by going right now as opposed to summer. So excited, man. I'm happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Very nice. Are you going to have enough time for all the activities? I don't know. Five days. Are you going to have enough time? I'll tell you, the only activity that I'm really concerned about is filling up my dad cup. I bought this last time he went, and it was so expensive that I, I'm taking it back to get refills for cheap because I'm too cheap to buy a new one. So I'm Very excited. nice. I'll have to ask you off the air how much this trip is costing you. Uh, unfortunately, gentlemen, uh, Bubble Boy N7 could not be here tonight. His little daughter, who's named Liara, actually, after the character in Mass Effect, by the way, uh, she's sick, so... Uh, let's just have a moment of silence for Bubble Boy for not being here on episode 50. Okay, anyway, moving on. Joining us, XRT super fans filling Bubble Boy's shoes for tonight. We have two special guests. And let me introduce to you guest number one. You know him as X Bacon Gaming on YouTube. I finally figured out his first name is Jason. Already don't quite remember his last name. Joining us... X Bacon Gaming, aka Jason. How are you, my friend? Fellas, spring is upon us. Golf season. The courses are opening up. Had a lesson on Sunday. It was fantastic. NBA playoffs are starting. It can't be any better. Let's do this. Very well said there, uh, Bacon. It must be nice to be able to go golfing and have lessons. Uh, can't quite do that these days. Joining us as well. Other XRT super fan. Both of these guys, they've been on the show before. They both are number one XRT fans. You know him as Jay Bizzle on Xbox Live. Please welcome Justin Anthony Bogus to the show. Bogus, how are you, my friend? Is that your middle name? I don't even know if that's your that middle name. That is. You, you nailed it. Good job. Uh, yeah, doing well, doing well. Uh, my spring break, I don't know what's up with North Carolina. We got some crazy schedules with schools, but we just started spring break this week. So uh, it's been a Whoa. long time coming. Yeah, and uh, our teachers are burnt out and needed this break. So so super excited. Uh, Chipo, we did Disney World last year. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, so you're going to have a good time. Our kids loved it. They, you know, a year later, that's all they talk about still. So excited to be here and uh, talk some Xbox, some Elden Ring and yeah. And most importantly, food guys, this is of course, Xbox record this. And we're a podcast celebrating all things gaming and food and the good old days. And we're going to talk about all of those topics for sure. 
tonight. And let's jump right in to some shout outs. And we were popping off again this week. Huge shout out to, I forgot to say this last week, last week, it was to Siphony for following us on Instagram. So a huge shout so out. So I'm going to stop you right there. It's actually C Founy. That is Claire Founy. She is a former student of both mine and Bogus's at Bear Creek High School. She is now I was close. well into her adulthood. She's a wonderful person, a human being. And she, uh, when I posted my victory about beating Elden Ring on Instagram, she was like, I just downloaded this. And I was like, hey, you should listen to XRT. <laughs> and so uh, huge shout out to Claire. She's an awesome kid. So well, yeah. shout out, Claire. Sorry I messed up your name, but thanks for the and follow. Let me just say, uh, Claire, if I remember correct, Claire was my TA one semester. And, oh. Um, yeah, she's awesome. So I, must I have been a good her, kid, so. Claire. Yeah, she's a very good kid. Excellent kid. Good excellent luck on student. Elden Ring. Update us right into the show and let us know how your Elden Ring journey is going. So here's another shout out, you guys. This is coming from X Bacon Gaming on YouTube from a couple of weeks ago. I also forgot to read this one. He wanted to say, Chance, you're way off base with Halo. The helmet had to come off. They are trying to draw in new fans to the series. Not all viewers will be hardcore Halo fans like we are, and it, def- and it will definitely show the Master Chief's human side. Was it fantastic? No, but it was good. And oh, I will roasted. <laughs> and I will pay for the yearly second tier of PlayStation Pass. A hundred bucks for all those games is worth it to me. Is it? Really, Bacon? Just disappointed with the day and date and still no real strategy announced for PC. Not even a firm timeline for PC releases is a huge letdown. So, Bacon, I'm just going to throw it right to you right there. Um, Tell me, do you really need to sign? Tell tell us why you're going to sign up for PlayStation Pass in addition to Xbox Game Pass. Well, if you buy it now... Then they're gonna upgrade you for the year. So, but you can't find the sixty dollar cards anywhere, so it's pointless. The point is, it Returnal, some other games in there that I'm not gonna pay for. That I would pay for a year of the service. It's not gonna be an ongoing thing. I wish Xbox would give us a, a yearly option as well, so we could save a little money. But they don't. So a hundred bucks for a lot of games could be worth it uh, but, but what, what games catalog. do you think they're gonna have that's the question i want to know like i know because well, I, I know the game, returnal and i know that, that like he's God already of War played or has access to well i never but which ones Spider-Man are you hoping for okay oh i'm hoping for returnal more than anything but i could probably go buy that for 30 bucks right now so it's yeah no i get it but we have to pay for ps plus anyway to get our cloud saves so the whole the whole sony setup is maddening to me and um, so I probably won't buy it cause I was scrolling through game pass again today and I'm like, God, so much crap to play and, uh, so many great but, games to play. Yes. Bacon, so many. Well, yes, there's just a lot of games. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. So we'll see when it releases, probably won't get it, but I probably won't have my PlayStation when it comes out. So <laughs> there's that. Got it. I'm going to come back to you in Bogus in a second for the, your second point there or your first one. Uh, this is another huge shout out to Jay Pizzle on episode 49 of YouTube. Jay Pizzle wrote, Sekiro has at least three different endings that I know of. So he's calling out Bubble Boy there as well, too. So apparently there are multiple endings. And uh, Bogus, have you watched any of... Well, actually, Bogus, I'll ask you about Sekiro and Elden Ring. 
why our question last week about why do you think Mass Effect received so much hate for their endings and Elden Ring did not? Do you agree with that? Do you understand? What are your opinions on the whole ending controversy? And were you satisfied with Elden Ring? Or were you just like us and be like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't really care. I'm just playing this game to have fun. So, Bugs, let me know. I think I think a newcomer to the game has absolute um, reason to be dissatisfied with, with the ending. Um, I think if you've played any FromSoft game before, you just know that's what you're getting into. There were no surprises there for me. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different endings, and every single one of them is quick and short cutscenes. Dark Souls 3 was that way. Sekiro was a little bit, but Chance, you know, talked about it being a little bit more story and being satisfied. I would agree with that. I think it was more um, centered because there was no role-playing element in the sense that you were you had the same weapon, you were the same character. It was a lot less customizable, so I think they felt like maybe they could go a little bit deeper with the story. That being said, it wasn't anything like Mass Effect or some of these other games with real, you know, uh, deep character storylines. Um, so I wasn't disappointed. I was fine with it. Um, and um, yeah, so it, it didn't bother me. I think the Mass Effect comparison is crazy. I think you made a good point when <laughs> it just they changed it because they got so much hate. But as somebody who played the series just like you from the very beginning, I, I had no I love the ending. I thought the ending was fun. And whatever they did, it wasn't going to be enough to make people yeah. happy because that game was just so epic. And 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 the 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 way your saves and decisions carried—I mean, nothing like that yeah. has been done since, and exactly. and maybe never will. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But so those yeah. are my thoughts. And by the way, we should keep spoiler limited on Mass Effect talk because Bacon, for some reason, has only jumped. I think he's only beaten one. Maybe he's into two right now, if I remember correctly. Bacon, you got to get on that, man. I just I'm shocked and appalled. It's sending probes to the planet is driving me crazy. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. That's the worst and part. Running that's out of gas. That's literally the worst part. Running out of space gas. I mean. Oh, I don't run out of gas or space gas there. But you guys Jose jumping What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just going to say. The, I was going to say he started Mass Effect 2, but th- it gets better, man. You don't have to do that in the third one. They, it, oh, they yeah, really you, fixed you, that yeah, system. You, they really did. It's worth yes. it. Yes. And- and you don't need to do it. Well, I guess you do have to kind of do it for a certain amount to improve your ship because if you don't do certain upgrades, it'll come back to bite you. Um, I don't want to spoil any more for you, Bacon, even though you've probably read this ahead of time. Guys, Biz, have you seen the Halo TV show or have you been watching it? No, I'm I'm too cheap to to do two month subscriptions, so I'm gonna wait and get my free months worth okay, of things okay, out. Okay, so I plan it. on okay. watching. I'm excited. Yeah, I've been listening to you guys and fast forwarding on some parts because okay, I don't yeah, want too I much would, to be yeah. spoiled. Okay. But even what you guys have talked about, I don't feel like has made it um, t- to where I feel like you know I'm not as uh, big of a spoiler uh, alert like, guy as yeah, you are. Like so it, you right. know, whatever. But I'm excited. Bacon. I'm excited Bacon. for it. Good. You should watch it. Bacon, uh, give me your quick impression. Tell us. Uh, of episode three. Uh, so here's the thing, Jose. Bacon did not particularly like episode three for some reason. So I just want to hear a spoiler free your reasoning why it, what didn't quite hit for you. I just had trouble with one of the decisions they made of an implant of some kind. I watched it back a second time and started thinking about it. And I know why they did it for the cameras. Um, not a big fan of seeing Chiefs derriere um first we had to see his face and now we get to see his uh his we man saw business, the master cheeks master sure. cheeks um, <laughs> i i really uh, i like the series it's i do too 
it's not 100% what I was expecting, but I knew they had to do creative decisions for audiences. Yeah. It's not, it can't just be chief in the helmet the whole time. That would, why would you even have an actor if they could just put a double in there and gave Steve Downs voice, but it's, yeah. How feeling would that be besides the fans of, of the video games? Like if they want to try to get more people in your right, like they and got then, learning stuff about the origins of the Spartans and why they were originally created and stuff that I could have missed before, but really kind of set the stage for it. It's good. It's, yeah. it's good. It's warming up. Good. So here's good. a, here's a fun yeah. question I, for the, the three of you. And I mean, maybe not JBiz as much cause he hasn't seen it yet, but one day. So part of the weird thing for me is Paramount bought this and is making it right. And there it's clearly was a, a cash grab. They're trying to get people to their service, which is, which is fine. Right. Is there a different service that you think would have done it better? So like an example would be like, do you think HBO would have done it better? I mean, would it have HBO. been darker, grittier? Would it have been better to have it on like Peacock, Netflix, Hulu, like, you know what I mean? Like Apple, I, you know, I don't know for sure uh, myself. Like I, I think Paramount's doing okay with it, but I wonder if that's part of the issue is that they're pretty new at this, making their own new yeah. content. I think I think if any of them could, it would be HBO. But I I don't think it would necessarily be better, like written or acting wise. I just think maybe some of the production would be better and some of the like CGI and stuff like that. So yeah, I just don't know how dirty or dark you can take that storyline, the story arc. I mean, it's not HBO is known for Game of Thrones and stuff that's more shock value or and The Last of Us coming up is definitely be so. I I I, th- I think it's pretty good for their first attempt. Like in all honesty, I think some of the CGI looks fantastic. We'll, we'll talk more about this um, later. I want to save this since we don't we got I don't want to bore Bogus too much of it. You need to watch Bogus. I definitely recommend waiting towards the end. Uh, quickly, I did want to say about the Cortana thing. I remember Chance was asking, was it true about the clone becoming Cortana and killing off the clone? I did read like that was straight out of the canon of, of the video games. Like that was true chance. So in case you're wondering, yes, they, they did kill the clone and that's how uh, she became Cortana. So just wanted to point that out guys, let's go into our warm up slash opener. And this is written to us from good old bubble boy. Bubble boy asks, Hey boys, all this talk about food recently and fast food burgers specifically, what are your top five fast food burgers? sauces so guys who would like to go first with their best fast food sauces slash condiments slash whatever bacon you want to go first or are you raising your hand go ahead yeah i'll go first um number five ketchup we all use it it counts okay no 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 i agree ketchup is great no, it's not it's great <laughs> not ketchup is great sauce <laughs> True, I agree. It's not the best, but I'll I'll allow it because you use it on French fries, man. You, probably you do use, use it at every exactly. place you go. And all on burgers, I agree. I, I, I don't. Okay. I'll allow it. Keep going, bacon. Number four, Taco Bell hot sauce. Had some the other night. It's fantastic. Number three, Chick Fil A ranch, which works so well with everything in Chick Fil A. Uh, number two, I went with the Chipotle queso inside the burrito. It's a sauce. It counts. And my number one one. is Freddy's fry sauce. And if you want to spice it up, get the jalapeno. If you want to tone it down, just the standard fry sauce. Man, that's the list. The great list, Bacon. I got to get to Freddy's. Thank you. Uh, It's been too long. Bogus, why don't you give us your top five 
fast food sauces slash condiments, et cetera. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a little jealous about the chipotle queso. We'll talk about that in food we ate, but I just recently got to try that, and I agree, it's very very good. So glad it got on somebody's list. My number five is um, Arby sauce. I think Arby sauce is great. Um, I actually enjoy that on on their roast beef, but also in the fries, and uh, so definitely Arby sauce is an all time favorite for me. Number four coming in Chick Fil A. Actually, two of their sauces made my top five, but number four the honey mustard. I really really like the honey mustard. Um, it's it's pretty much so my go to if I can't make a decision. It's just I pretty much so go to the honey mustard. So, um, and then number three. Um, a little bit of a sleeper, but McDonald's sweet and sour sauce. I really like their sweet and sour for some reason. And I don't know why it doesn't taste like other people's sweet and sour. It's pretty much so just sweet and not sour, but I like it. So that's my number three. Um, number two is you hit right on Taco Bell bacon, but it's not the hot sauce. It's the fire sauce. You got to go fire, man. Um, so I like the Taco Bell fire sauce. I actually buy it and uh, at Walmart in the cans and bring it home. So I, I put that on anything that, that, you know, needs a little hot sauce. That's what I like. And uh, my number one is Chick-fil-A Polynesian. I just, I, I I don't know what it is about that Polynesian, but I love the Polynesian and nobody does anything like that, you know, so it's yeah. unique to Chick-fil-A. So I don't think I've ever had the Polynesian sauce, like ever. It's good. It's a, it's good. It's a little bit sweeter though than I remember yeah. it being. Bodies. It is. It's, it's sweet. But you need but to put it on yeah, your to-do for sure. It's, yeah, for sure. It's worth it. That used to be my number one. Uh, Probably Bear, why don't you give us your list and I'll, I'll round us or close it yep, off. Yep, so I'll, I'll go ahead and give you the definitive list and then Dan can mess it up again like he typically does. Uh, so my honorable mention, and I, the only reason I didn't put, I would have put it higher on my list, I just don't think it technically counts as a fast food sauce. The Red Robin Ranch is my honorable mention. Fast food because it doesn't have a drive through I was like, that feels like I'm cheating. But man, that's it's a classic ranch that literally goes good on sandwiches, on fries. It's good two days later. Like it is, is a clutch ranch for sure. Or even the, the the powder stuff that you put on the French fries. Oh, yeah. Fries. The like, fry stuff is that, good, too, for sure. But yeah. I, anyway, that's not my list because that's not fast food. So my number five, I'm right there with uh, with both uh, Bacon and J-Biz, the Freddy's Fry Sauce. I agree, Dan. I got to get to Freddy's. Like, that, I was like, man, that tastes, that sounds so good right now, the sweet fry sauce. That's my number five. My number four, none of you have said, it was is the Cane's Sauce from Cane's Chicken. I think Cane's Sauce is delicious, and they're just opening a Cane's here not too far from our house. It should be open in April, so I'm really excited. Uh, number three for me... Also not on your list is the Good Times Wild Dippin' Sauce that you can get for their fries and their burger. I'm a huge fan of the Wild Dippin' Sauce. Um, number two, Chick-fil-A sauce, like regular Chick-fil-A sauce, not the ranch, not the Polynesian, but I like Chick-fil-A sauce. And my number one is the Taco Bell Hot. Now, I respect Bogus with the fire over there, but the hot sauce is so good. And we are the same way, Bogus. We buy it at Target. We buy the bottles of it. And literally, during the pandemic, it was could not be found. And literally at one point we were like down to one bottle and I was searching the internet to like buy like from a food supplier. At one point, like I talked to Victoria, the only order size you could get was 32 bottles. And I was like, should I do it? And she's like, yeah, you should do it. And we tried and the order got canceled because they didn't have enough to go around. And so then one day she was at Target and they must have, they must have literally just restocked like 12 bottles. And my wife bought all 12. Like she came home with a full Target satchel of Taco Bell hot sauces 
That's why I married her right there. So that's my number one hot sauce. Goes great on everything. We love that Taco Bell hot sauce. Chipo, we had the same thing happen in our household. It was nowhere to be found during the pandemic. And I was down to about half a bottle. And so I took, Christina would pull it out and I'd be like, no, it can't go on tonight's dish. It's, you know, it was like, I was only putting (laughs) it on things that like were good enough because you had to ration it. So yeah, so I feel you there. I'm glad you found some though. Taco Bell sauce is great, but have you had the Victoria Salsa Brava? Like I highly recommend try that as an alternative. Have you had it? Have any of you guys had it? Try it. It, I don't need it. (laughs) Just try in case we're in another pandemic. You know, and we have another rationing situation. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. I was Try this it. close to going to Taco Bell. You, you know how me... you have a couple extra packs and like filling up the bottle. Like, oh, don't gosh. let it go to waste. Jose, you made me try that devil spit. I'm making you try the salsa brava, okay? Victoria's salsa brava. To give it a whirl. And okay. let's move Fair on enough. to my list, you guys. Jose's list. You know what? I have to say, all of ours are, we have a lot of similarities. And that says a lot about these sauces because they're just that good. So uh, Jose's list was not the definitive list. He is incorrect. Yes, you, you already knew that was coming. Number five for me, and this is a new one, and I had to put it on there just because I recently had it. Almost thought about honorable mention, but it's really good. Had it on the new BK Whopper melts. It's called the Burger King Smacker Sauce. It is worth your time. Even Jose was saying how delicious the Smacker Sauce is. So give it a whirl. That's my number five. Number four, uh, Jose and Bacon are right on this one. It's the Taco Bell Hot. Hot standard, it biz. I don't need fire sauce. I don't want to have to... I want to be able to taste my other food. I don't want it to be ruined by the hot sauce. Number Three, I'm right there with you, Bogus. Sweet and sour sauce. It doesn't matter where it's from. From Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, they are all delicious. I remember, shout out to Jeff Baxter. He turned me onto this in college. He's like, what do you get with your nuggets? I was like, I don't know, honey, honey mustard. And he's like, dude, try sweet and sour. Blew my mind. I've not, it's just, even the kids love it now. So sweet and sour. Number two, Freddy sauce. I got to get back because every time I go, I'm like, holy crap, this is incredible. And now bacon saying try it with jalapenos. I can't imagine. So I'm definitely gonna have to go back and try that. And number one, hands down, without a doubt, I'm shocked that more of you had this on your list, Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce is literally the only reason I like Chick-fil-A is because of the sauce. The chicken's fine. It's good. But I, I found out the reason why I go there is just to put Chick-fil-A sauce in everything. And now you can buy it. So selling, why do I even need to go to Chick-fil-A if I can just buy it and dunk my McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's nuggets and classic Chick-fil-A sauce, the goat. So thank you, Bubble Boy. I'm so sorry we didn't get to hear your list, but next week we'll make sure and hear your top five sauces because I know this was incredibly important to you. But wait, to clarify with Bacon's Boy Bacon, is it is it jalapeno fry sauce? Like it's a spicy version or do you add jalapenos? Like clarify that for me. It's a spicy... It's a specific... two containers. Oh my gosh. One standard and one has jalapeno. More you know. I wish Freddy's fries... I'm going tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. (laughs) I think your dad will get a text tomorrow of his lunch. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. It's a pro tip. You Uh, heard it here first. XRT. Exclusive. XRT. Oh yeah. Um, let's guys, let's go into the main topic for the night. We want to celebrate episode 50 with a celebration of frankly, just a game of, of a generation right now. We are going to give our official XRT review of Elden Ring. And I think Jose is trying to find something epic to play along. You're not going to do the, ah, ah, Nope, definitely, nope. definitely not okay. going to do that. <laughs> well, look that up and we'll do that at the end. Guys, 
Let's give, I want each of you to give me just your quick XRT rating scale. And I'm gonna I'm gonna amend it right now, Jose. This is our new XRT rating scale that we need to use from now on. It's worth your time and money. That's the highest rating we can give a game. Uh, worth it at this much. And then we say what we think the price is in the middle and then not worth it at all. Because I remember before it was like worth your time, worth your money, not worth it at all. I think people might be confused. Worth my time? It's not worth my money, you know? So throw it all together. Yes, this is worth it both. And then the middle, a it, it should be play 20 bucks for this, you know, something like that. So right off the bat, just very quickly, Chipotle Bear, what was this game? Uh, what is it on your XRT scale? So just to clarify, as the, as the, we're all resident gamers here on the show, but I am, I am the amateur truly when it comes to the gaming where like Bubble Boy, Platinums and, and thousands and thousands, literally every game he plays, Dan buys games for multiple systems just to replay them and get them again. I'm the guy who like, I played it once and I'm like, that was rad. Next game. Uh, on that scale, still just to keep mind, absolutely worth your money, absolutely worth your time. Like I, I think I sunk about seventy hours by the end of my playthrough, um, but I, I easily could have gotten another fifty out of it if I wanted to really go and explore and just. I mean, I was at the point where I finished the game; I was pretty OP'd, and so I, I could have probably just had fun playing the game. I just was more interested in moving on to some other stuff. But in that regard, for fifty bucks worth seventy hours, like you, you drop fifty bucks to go to the movies for an hour. You know what I'm saying? So so I think it's well worth your time, well worth your money. It was an incredible game on all accounts. I do have some critiques, which we'll get to in a little bit, things I think could have been better. But overall, I have no regrets. I also, I really appreciate what it did for the gaming community uh, because I think that because it was cross-platform and it wasn't like owned by Xbox, owned by PlayStation, like it was truly just this third-party game that released, it really was weirdly unifying where like, like we keep joking that like you'd say that word in public and you just see people popping out like you play Elden Ring. You know what I'm saying like that, that was just a really great feature. So that is my official rating worth your time and worth your money. Bogus. What is your official XRT rating? And tell us what is your playtime? Are you still playing it? What is going on? Bogus. We need an update. Um, definitely worth your time, worth your money. Um, it's, it, it really is. I, I think it deserves all the hype it's getting. Um, you know, a lot of people saying not, not a 10 out of 10, the critic, the critiques, but no game's perfect. That doesn't mean it doesn't deserve a 10 out of a 10. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't equate those two things because no game would ever be 10 out of 10. If, if that's what, you know, a 10 is, is perfection. I think 10 is, is, is puts it in a class of its, you know, own among the elite games. And this is definitely that in my opinion, I, I am still playing it. It's not the only thing I've played. I've, 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 um, started playing uh, tunic and, and I'm enjoying that. Um, but my play time is I have on one character, 189 hours on one character and my second character i'm now about 25 hours into so uh i beat i beat the game three times like chance did uh i did three different endings got my thousand out of a thousand and then i never did a blood build um samurai so i was like you know what i'm gonna do a brand new character from scratch and just play until i'm ready to move on and i think i'm getting close to kind of that ready i'm already like almost through the game i think i just have 
Faru Missoula, and I didn't do, you know, every boss. I'm just kind of playing through at, at my own pace and doing the things in, that I want to do. So, it, and it's fun. I'm still enjoying it, and, and that's crazy. So, but I've also started playing a little bit of Tunic, and my kids really like that game. They want me to play it because my daughter's favorite uh, animal is a fox. So, I could talk about that later when we yeah, talk about what we'll we've been playing. save that for what we've been playing. 200 hours. You've heard it here first, you guys. Over 200 hours for Jay Bizzle. But to be fair, Bogus is a huge from software simp. He loves all of these Souls games. And frankly, now I kind of get it. But uh, let's move on. Bacon, what is your official XRT rating scale? And I believe you're new to the Souls games as well, like all three of us except for Bogus, correct? So tell me what, it, what your thoughts are. And did you beat the game, Bacon? Did you ever officially beat it? Of course I beat it all by myself with no help from anyone on this panel. Um, can you put a price tag on seven days of your life? I don't know. But my, $60. My, $60. My official XRT rating is absolutely worth your money, worth your time, worth the sweats, the palms, throwing your controllers. It is worth it. Fantastic game. I'm going to go play Demon Souls now. But yes, worth it. Uh, and who helped you beat the main boss? Uh, just some guides. Oh, okay. I yeah. used YouTube a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was me, you guys. I came in. I had to switch from my samurai build because I didn't realize they cut your flasks in half. And I just couldn't stay, survive long enough that first, after that first stage. So switched to a mage, did the Jose trick, and absolutely yeah. pulverized him. And then basically... I just casted that rock spell while uh, X Bacon the Grunt was going up there getting hit a bunch. So was, you melted the time. first part of that boss <laughs> in two seconds. Yeah, and I pretty... spent two days <laughs> trying to beat that. Two days, and this guy walks in and just mages. <laughs> to I be laughed. fair, I, I okay. Well, we'll go into my official rating, guys. I was one of those skeptics. I wasn't sure of the ten out of ten, but then once I spent time with it and learned. This game is absolutely a masterpiece. This is a 10 out of 10. This is worth your money, worth your time in the XRT rating scale. It's so good, you guys, that after 100 hours and 1,000 out of 1,000 on Xbox, I went and bought it again on the PlayStation 5 and got my platinum trophy. And then get this, I did it in 38 hours. I'm pretty proud of that, you guys. And I ended up at like 150. So it's not like I wasn't, I just being a mage so my first one samurai bleed dominated got some great weapons then i switched to the mage mage is really easy at first but there are some bosses jose where i was like this is not gonna like i skipped black black knife you know bogus couldn't do melania with as a mage had to switch to a bleed build to beat uh melania and then it was like a joke she's a joke if you do it correctly but i do want to say guys this game is that incredible the the sense of scope the discovery the I I enjoy the combat I don't think it's the best combat but it it is satisfying the bosses overcoming things like Bacon said the moments of of true fear and stress at points I was raging playing on my PlayStation Five because I didn't have the back pedals and there are moments where I was just trying to you know because I can't take my thumb off to roll and everything I, I was raging just because I was fighting the control so all of you guys out there playing without paddles. I have no idea how you did it. Shout out to Cordy Morgs. Cordy Morgs also got a thousand on a thousand, and I think he played on a normal controller. So, props to you, game of the generation, uh, Jose 
or bacon or bogus, where do you kind of want to go next with your thoughts on, on the game overall? Is there anything you specifically wanted to point out or talk about? Um, I guess Chipotle Bear, you want to, should we go into a little bit of the cons right now that you, let's, well, let's, let's do that let's, first. Because I'm just interested in hearing. Well, you asked for our quick, our quick review. So why don't, why don't we do the, uh, the compliment sandwich, right? So we, most of us loved it. Let's do some critiques and then let's finish off with things that we did love. So it doesn't seem like we're just hating on the game. How okay. about something like that? Yeah. Well then, yeah, let's go into a little bit of critiques. I already, I already kind of expressed mine in a previous episode, so I don't need to rehash that. Chipotle Bear, let me hear yours. And then I'd really be interested in hearing Bacon after that and then close with Bogus since Bogus is the one. I, does he even have any critiques, you guys, because he's an Elden simp? Chipotle Bear, what was the main thing that you kind of how you would critique the game besides the lack of story and guidance, which I didn't really care about in the end. Yeah. And I didn't even put that on my list. Uh, you know, I know we, I know we talked a lot about that in the last episode, but the reality was by the end of the game, I didn't even, I didn't care that there wasn't a story that I could remember because I did enjoy playing it so much. Um, and I, I didn't make my own story, but it's something where you could just as easily like, like pretended to make up your own story to get through it. So that didn't bother me. The really, the, the big critique that I had was, was that, I consider myself a pretty A-type person in my day-to-day life. Like I like being organized. I like I like having lists. I like structure in what I do. And I, I do like that to spill over to some degree into my gaming. And I I didn't like that element of Elden Ring. Not that, not that there was no map. I actually didn't mind that as much or like the objective thing. I, I just, I didn't like that there was no like checklist of who to go. Like that's really all I would have been fine with. Like if it was like, look, there are eight bosses that you have to hit that are important. This is just their name. This is, and like where they're located, even if they don't tell me where that's at in the world, just to give me, because the problem with the way they did it for me was that I felt like I was missing something unless I chose to literally do everything. And I just didn't have the time to commit to that right now. And so by the end, I felt like I was like settling. We're like, I'm just going to get to the end and I used a guide to get there and I'm, I know I'm missing other whole sections of the map and stuff like that. The other part that kind of goes along with that, and this is just for me, and I know it's because I'm also relatively new to the Souls games, it was almost too much data on the character screen where I... I I like couldn't focus. So like, for example, like the fact that you have a faith-based stuff and you have arcane and you have like intelligence and you have like, to me, like I got, I knew what they were by the end of the game, but by then I had already kind of settled myself. And I know that you can respect, like, I totally understand that. But like, because I knew I was only going to play one playthrough really on this, I would have just liked it. Uh, maybe, maybe more tutorials is what I was looking for just to like explain to me why I would want arcane versus faith versus intelligence. And again, I think some of that would come if I was more of a, from software, like veteran, if it makes sense. But, um, that was just my critique. It was, it was almost too much data on that screen. And like when you change like one, like when you'd level up and you'd see like three things change, I, I couldn't like process in my head is that better than this other option? I just kind of was like, eh, we're going to go with that and moving on. Um, so that was the really big critique. The other one that's, it's smaller for me, but it's pretty controversial is I really don't, I've thought about it a lot. I don't love that they patched the software. Like I know that, I know why they did it. I don't disagree that, I, I know it's their game. Like they have every right to do that. What I don't like is that it, it to me, that gave an unfair advantage to people that were faster at playing the game. You see what I'm saying? Like that they were able to kind of to capitalize on some of that. And I know some people will argue with me like, but don't you want to beat it on its true setting? And I'm like, yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, that was, I think a lot of people were really upset about the mimic tier thing. And again, I didn't even get the mimic tier until after the patch. So it didn't, that didn't affect me. But I just, I really, I, if I was the, the, 
the creator of it, I would have just said like, wow, that's incredible that people have figured out how to get through all the hard work I did, like good for them. It wouldn't make me say, fix it, like shut them down kind of thing. Uh, that's just me. So otherwise, those are really my only two things. And again, the bigger one is more the like the A-type conflict I had. But other than that, I, I do still think it was a great game. Uh, I still think the developers had the right to change it. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I told you they, they have the right, they have I'm with right you to guys. do it. And to be honest, like there are still bro other broken weapons. And I think people severely overreacted to that. And in all honesty, like reflecting on it and beating the game again, like it's it's not the big deal breaker. And the mimic tier, I remember, it they just they just nerfed its attack power. It still lasts just as long. And again, that's the whole point of the summons was to be there as a distraction and to be there for a long time. My mimic was always there and always survived. So for the most part. I did want to say I kind of agree with you on the information. It is an overload. And not only that, like some really important things, if you don't look it up, you'd have no idea. Like Boggs was like, how many talismans do you have? And I was like one or something or two. And he's like, oh, go talk to that one girl and she'll give you another one. And if you never went to go get your summon bell from What's-Her-Face over the shirts, like that's a huge part of strategy in the game. So that that I, I kind of agree with. So uh, Bacon... Let's hear any critiques that you have, and then I'm going to ask Bogus a question here in a second. My main critique is the implementation of the multiplayer. The f having to have flowers to craft fingers to craft... I had to go flat flower farming three times on that final boss, and I kept telling you how many I had left. I'm like, I got two more shots. One more shot. I'm done. And uh, it's... 2022 from soft let's just let us have friends um i also didn't get the mimic till after the nerf and i still felt the mimic was beast the whole time once i got it up to 10 so i don't have a problem with them fixing that um, a little more guidance would have been great uh, if i didn't have youtube videos and how all these guys figured out all this stuff that i then looked up to then use um my hats off to the elden ring youtube community um and the seven days of my life to get that one cutscene at the end now i'm assuming if i do it two more times i'll get more but oof, you will get two more seconds that was a lot of work to sit yeah. on a throne say, yeah well, yep let's see but yeah and then also when I did start my plus two playthrough, I didn't beat Melania before I did that in the hog tree. I really wish I would have went and did that first, but I didn't. And yep. So I think I think you'll be okay. And on the Milan is it Melania or Melania? I don't remember. Um Bogus, I needed to ask you, did you beat Melania with anything that wasn't a blade build? Because if so, tell me, is it possible? Because I struggled as my mage. Like as my mage, I didn't struggle on any boss, but against her, I had to switch to the bleed build. I had to switch to the rivers of blood. Do you think that's fair? Do you think like that's a part of the design? How do you feel about the game basically forcing you to go into a different uh, setup to beat one awful, awful, terrible boss? But then some people can just, you know, beat it with naked and parrying and one hitting it. So Bogus, do you have any critiques and tell me your thoughts on Melania and did you beat her and, and or did you have to switch classes? 
So just, I, I don't have a lot of critiques. Um, you guys know I am a huge Elden, you know, from soft simp. And um, <clears throat> I, I honestly, the biggest critique, and this isn't really a critique, but I had a lot of FOMO in this game because as I'm building my class, and I think this just happens in a lot of games, but this game, there were so many different directions you can go. I mean, it took me an hour to get through the character selection screen. I'm not joking. Like, I had to go watch YouTube video after YouTube video to see what I was missing out on if I wanted. I mean, I just, I'm not joking. It was an hour because I went back and looked. And I'm like, I am so ridiculous. Like, this is stupid. I just want to play the game. And finally just picked on Confessor. So, you know, but I, I mean, and then there'd be times where I'd have to make decisions. So, yeah, you have the re, the respec, you know, but... Um, but you know, even even once you decide what 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 how you're going to spec your character, now you got to pick the weapons and am I am I powering up the so that that is not a bad critique, right? But but it definitely is something that you know I I, I went through more in this game than I've probably ever gone through before, um, I, and I would say I would definitely say you know, and I was on Xbox, but there was still some load in screen, you know, and 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 some frame rate drops that I noticed. Um, I I can imagine that if you were on PC and were seeing some of the things that people were seeing it would absolutely um, have an effect on on your enjoyability of the game but because i was on console and these games have always struggled on pc and always done better on console um you know i i, I didn't i didn't experience too much of that so um that that's about it i don't have a ton of critiques the other stuff um the multiplayer i think is a huge critique and is fair I got to be honest, in all the games I've ever played, I've never done one thing on multiplayer. The only thing I did was to get to the Mogwin Palace, you know, where the chicken farm is. I, I did that, you know, that thing where, and I literally would just go into somebody's world and I wouldn't even press a button. They would just come up and destroy me. I'd go grab a Coke or, you know, a beer or whatever. So I, I just haven't done the multiplayer, but I absolutely agree with you, Bacon. I mean, it's 2022. Why do I have to put in a password and get and, and, and craft these? I, like, why can't I just press a button and invite my friend into my game? So I, I think they got to fix that. Um, as far as the uh, Melania, I, th I think it's, I don't know. I, I say Melania, but I could be wrong too. Um, the first time I beat her, I did it with the Blasphemous Blade, which is easy button. I mean, the Blasphemous Blade is crazy OP. So I, I used my Mimic Tear and did it. The second time I beat her, um, I used my Zwe my double Zwehander build and uh, Bloodhound Step, which Bloodhound Step makes the game so much easier once you get used to it because it's not just a dodge. It's the iframes are higher. You can hit it later, so you can have a later reaction time and still dodge, and it mo you move a lot further than the roll, so you can clear out like when she does her her flower attack it's really easy to clear out of that um among some of the other things so I, I only did it with bleed builds that being said if people can go in there and and beat it with a level one character and just sit there and parry 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 i mean i'm sure it's possible but very clearly um that is a boss that is much much easier with a with a some sort of melee attack than range because she just doesn't take a lot of damage and you could probably do it with range but man you really have to be patient and i just don't think most people have the kind of patience that some of these youtubers have where you watch them i mean 
mean, these people go level zero with a, you know, just the the dagger or whatever. It takes them 15 minutes, and they, you know, or 10 minutes, whatever. But 10 minutes of fighting that boss and not making a mistake because if they get hit one time, they're gonna die. How long did it take them to get good and and and, and really be there? It's pretty incredible. So I do think it's probably a blade build, and I think that's fine. I I, I don't have a problem with it. I think there were bosses I faced that were way harder for me than were for some of you guys, like Placidus that. Placid do whatever. I, I, I that boss killed me. It took me forever to figure that boss out. I beat Melania on my third try. I mean, but then when I played the second time, it took me an hour and a half because I was trying to do it without a without a tear. So I didn't use I didn't use an ash. I just did it myself, and it, I just I was just back to good old Dark Souls three man. I just had to get good. I mean, the final the, the there was a night on there that took me three and a half hours to beat. You know, so I, to me, an hour and a half that, that, that's that's a lot easier than Sekiro or Dark Souls three. So anyway, those are my thoughts. All right, uh, Bogus. By the way, I never found that Bloodhound stuff. Never used it. Never got to experience that. I was just rolling and rolling everywhere. So that was the only thing. Um, I had one more question for you, Bogus, but we, we can we can talk about it later. Any closing thoughts on the game? Um, how about this? Do you think this game, uh, do you, would you recommend this to any video game player or do you feel like it, it has to be a specific person or player? So Chipotle Bear, what about, what do you think? I mean, you're I mean, new I, to it. And I'm new. I would still, I would still recommend Somebody it shut that kitty up. I know. That's my cat. He was, he was in last episode <laughs> too. Freaking Nacho. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Uh, so here's the I, I would recommend it to anyone, but maybe not at full price. Like as an example, so like a new a new person who's like a like a high school kid in my school who's like, you know, I like to play on the weekends a couple hours, and I'm like, well, do you like to play the same game for six months? Because that's what's going to happen if you play this game. Like that that's the only concern I would have with that. Otherwise, I I don't think it was so incredibly challenging that you wouldn't enjoy it. I do admit that you probably you probably would get bored at some point and just quit like you just and you just probably wouldn't come back if you if you weren't that vested um, but again i still think it was great um, just real quick before i pass it on just a couple of quick real positive things i did love about the game that we haven't mentioned i do think the customization was really awesome I, I, I admittedly laugh like with when Bacchus and i spent an hour i spent a long time customizing my character to never see her really in the game other than just like the typical third party view. Like I just expected a couple more cutscenes would like show my face and like show me interacting. Um, and that didn't really happen, which was a little bummer, but still I like that I had the choice to do that. Um, I also praise it for its get lost factor in the sense that like legitimately, I feel like I would just, I would see something cool. Like, Oh, I'm gonna go check that out. Ooh, I'm gonna go check that out. And like, before I knew it six hours later, I have done literally nothing to help my objectives, but I've had so much fun doing that. I think that's a very special thing to have. And I, this is a, a dark, a souls, Soulsborne like high point. I think the creativity in these games is just astounding to me, not just the level design, but the boss design. Like every time that you get into a boss battle, like I legitimately have a sense of like, Ooh, what's this going to be? And some of them, what you walk in and you're like, Oh, caca. And some were not that same sentiment, but every time was interesting. Every time was fun, which again, that's very hard to do in a big hundred hour game. And the last thing I have to give it as a huge positive is just, again, the amount of amazing YouTube videos I have seen just from Elden Ring from all the way from the like Dr. Disrespect hilarious ones where like he's like this is going to be easy and then 16 hours later you're still dying from the same two people all the way to the like the the way people have found to game the system to like 
just everything that has come from this is, has been incredible. Like the amount of content generated from Elden Ring has got to be in the millions of hours on YouTube, which is pretty cool. So overall, again, really great. Appreciate it. Um, that's, those are my final thoughts. Very nice. Uh, Jose, speaking of YouTube videos, I just watched one earlier when I was eating my wings tonight of the newest Dr. Disrespect. Highly recommend it. It's like 60 minutes worth your time. We're cracking up the whole time. More That's Elden hilarious. Ring? Yes. Any of his Elden Rings, you got to watch. You guys go watch it. Um, and it then That's I wanted hilarious. to say, Bogus, you mentioned uh, like the FOMO and like all these different builds and all these different ways you could play the game. I saw a guy, you should also watch this on YouTube, who beat it doing a zero damage run and he only used summons the entire time it was incredible it's crazy how he had to think outside of the box he beat the entire game with zero damage done and with summons i highly recommend it it's on my history i'll send it out to you guys bacon would you recommend this to most people and give us your closing thoughts uh, that's tough this game is not for everyone frustration level of walking right into the tree sentinel first five minutes some people are just gonna give up i got pwned by that dude so many times um you have to be a certain breed to put yourself through this pain and so a casual is not gonna like it um but on sale probably just for the fomo and they're here and all their buddies talking about it but it's it's an acquired taste, but it's a fantastic acquired taste. Um, my final thoughts were it's an absolute masterpiece. Even with the lack of story, lack of guidance, lack of everything, the takes me back to my old days of playing on my NES and hard games and nothing to lead you or tell you what to do. And it was... Um, absolutely incredible i'm not sure i can go back and play the other ones i might try sekiro because i think the other ones will anger me a lot um but i think i will try them but i'm tip my toes in um worth every second every minute just getting in parties with my boys and we're talking about where they're fighting, what they're doing, and they're like, no, you need to go get this. You go get that. Duh. Next thing you know, I'm on YouTube, and you can hear it come through my mic, and they're like, oh, I watched that video yesterday. I'm like, so uh, fantastic, fantastic game. I'm not going to get the 1,000. It's just not uh, achievable. Yes, you it come is. Sit by can, me, you can do it. You can do it, and, Bacon. It's not as not as achievable as you think it is. And that game has single-handedly derailed my efforts to get my 100K for the year, because I put way too much time in that. And now I'm trying to play Tunic. And that's hard. And so I'm just like, let me go play Star Wars. And, and I'm enjoying that. But um, Elden Ring, it's going to be up there with Starfield, I assume, for Game of the Year. With yeah. probably God of War. Uh, it's it's going to come down to taste. All right. So. Bogus closing thoughts on Elden Ring. Did it deliver to all of your hype? And um, yeah, just what would you closing thoughts on the on the Elden Ring? Yeah, I it, it absolutely did. Um, you know, as far as recommending it to anybody, you think about the kid in high school who has limited funds, or anybody who just is buying one game every few months, you know, or one game every six months. It's a gamble, 
Um, I say it's a gamble worth taking for most people because if you do get into it, it's going to be unlike any game you've possibly ever played, depending on how long you've been gaming. Um, so, you know, I just, for people who have $60 to go waste, I would say gamble on it because you, you might not like it, but if you do it, that, uh, the amount of time you're going to get out of it, um, it, it's just, it's just absolutely worth it. Um, as, as a person who's played Dark Souls, I haven't played Demon Souls, but I played Dark Souls. Um, I've, I've watched quite a bit of Bloodborne and played all the way through Sekiro. Um, Elden Ring took the best parts of every single one of those games and, and made an open world game um, from it that is beautiful. You mentioned last week, it's, it's not the most amazing graphics, but the artistic representation of the different parts is incredible. Um, it's been a long time since I've played a game that had so many, like even if when you think about Skyrim, you pretty much so were seeing a lot of the same things until they came in with some of the DLC it's just mountain after mountain snow after snow cave after cave this thing every part was completely different as far as artistically and, and how they looked and it was it looked incredible um i i can i can't remember mass effect and then maybe arkham some of the arkham games are the only games i've ever played where i i was so excited for it to come out and when it came out it was even better than what i thought and i couldn't stop thinking about it or putting it down until i had finally gotten you know my my time's worth where i was ready to finally move on i mean you guys you know 200 plus hours i'm still i still can't put it down so yeah very much so very excited um can't wait to see what FromSoft does next absolutely and, um yeah stoked so bogus are you a skyrim fan i can't remember absolutely oh yeah skyrim is okay. one okay. of the best yep absolutely okay, so- and i i didn't even play i played i played oblivion after skyrim because that was my first elder scrolls and then i liked it so much i went and played oblivion and loved oblivion too but not as much uh, i was just gonna say tying into Skyrim, like this is literally the only game that I can think of that even comes close to how Skyrim was for us back in 11, 11, 11. Like I can't, as much as I love Mass Effect and that's probably still my number one all-time favorite franchise, like the way that this game has just took everybody by storm and like Jose said, all the memes, all the content, like literally this is the second coming of Skyrim. So I feel bad for Starfield and other games that are going to have to come after this because I don't know if it's going to compete, but who knows? Maybe it will. As far as my overall rating, overall thoughts, guys, I paid $60 for this on Xbox. I paid another $60 on PS5. I have 1000 out of 1000 the Platinum Trophy. And here's the kicker. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. I'm thinking about stopping it and going back to playing Elden Ring on PS4 and getting the platinum for that run as well what and doing idiot. a different build because now Bogus <laughs> God Bog, Bogus has me so excited to do the the heavy build with the two whatever weapons you were talking about so now I'm like do I go back to Elden Ring? So that should say something, you guys. This get Bloodhound step. You got to get Bloodhound. Oh, yeah, step. I never it's had Bloodhound. Awesome. Step, so it's so much fun, have, man. Never got that. So that has been our review celebrating Elden Ring. Like I said, a game of the generation, multiple generations. This is uh, available on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One. What a fantastic game. Gentlemen, let's go in to some news topics. And we're going to kind of do quick 
news topics. And this first Xbox news topic goes straight to X-Bacon Gaming. And this is coming from Kevin Zoon over on the Xbox Wire. Kevin Zoon is actually the creative director of Young Horses. Bug Snacks available April 28th with Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass. Hey, Xbox fans. I'm Kevin Zoon, creative director at Young Horses. And today I'm talking about Bug Snacks. If you're not familiar, Bug Snacks is a first-person adventure game where you c- collect kind of bug, kind of snack creatures and feed them to your friends. You play as a journalist following the trail of lost explorer Elizabeth Megafig to Snacktooth Island where she discovered bug snacks before mysteriously disappearing. The only way to track her down is to catch tons of bug snacks and feeding them to Elizabeth's scattered band of misfit grumpuses. However, anybody who can consume who consumes bug snack rapidly mutates mutates into what they've eaten. Uh, it's a unique blend of slapstick comedy and narrative mystery with a dash of body horror on the side. If that sounds appetizing, then I have some good news. It's coming to Game Pass. Guys, does anyone here have any interest in bug snacks, which they made me say 17 times in that run? Really? So this did originally come up. Wasn't this a PS5 launch game? So it's finally coming. Bacon, tell me why you're so interested in bug snacks. Well, I made fun of this game and the PS5 launch lineup, along with another one that's coming to X or is on Xbox with Godfall. Um, but when you think about it, we're getting the definitive edition of bug snacks in our subscription service. I mean, I laugh at it, but I played Super Lucky's Tale this year. I've played um, Sackboy Big Adventure. So why wouldn't I play it? I'll play it, and I'll enjoy it. And you'll get a 1,000 on 1,000. Chipotle Bear, why are you so excited for bug snacks? Uh, so no joke, I knew nothing about bug snacks. And I when I heard it, and I heard right now, that made I remember Bacon telling us about that. But literally this afternoon, we were watching YouTube with my daughters, and the, this trailer came up, and my daughter Scarlett, who's four, was like, Dad, play that one. And I was like, what What the hell is this thing? And she was engrossed. Like, she was like, I want that now. And even my wife Victoria saw it, and she's like, we're going to have to get that game. And I was like, really? That's okay. But so just, I, they both, they all want to play that game with me. And it's, the you, watch the trailer. If you haven't, go go to YouTube and watch the Bugsnax trailer. It is intriguing, because it is just bizarre you know what i'm saying i i think it'll i think whether people will really like it will really come down to controls because it is really truly first person like at one point i even told my wife i was like this kind of looks like a vr game like is this a playstation vr kind of thing just the way it looks but no it's just a first person thing and um i mean it, it definitely looks like something as 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 a dad i can play with my kids which there are frankly not a lot of games i can do that with so uh, i'll check it out man i will report back at the end of april and, and let you know how it's going for sure is it is it couch co-op or co-op? Online it doesn't. Co-op? I don't know. This doesn't say, but it, if it's first person, I doubt it. But again, they just they don't their controls aren't tight enough to really do it. They just want to like laugh at what's going on on the screen. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Bogus. Does bug snacks interest you at all, or should we move on to the next topic? It, it could. Same thing. If Riley Riley sees it and wants to play it, and we could play co-op, I, I would definitely be down. I still want to play It Takes Two with her. That's kind of next on my list to try to find some time. I might wait for this summer, but I'm definitely going to play It Takes Two, and then maybe something like this Bug Snacks, where you can put some time and hang out with a fam and play video games. So two things I love. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale. 
Jabez, have you played that? That's a great child-friendly game. So I highly recommend that. Uh, let's move on to the next story here. I just want to do a quick little announcement here, and we don't need to really talk about this, but I just want to say that Halo Master Chief Collection has added cross-platform co-op, so infinite possibilities. This is coming from Eurogamer, and they also announced this on their official Twitter and whatnot. I just wanted to say now me and uh, Bacon can play together while he's rocking his 3090 on his PC, and we can play some co-op on the Master Chief Collection. But also in the pat patch notes, they added... Um, I think they added uh, a different kind of swarm mode. And what was the other thing? Oh, ODST, that's what I write. So uh, included a patch to include improvements to ODST firefight, flood fight now included in there, custom game browser, quick match, fresh skulls, new skulls for Halo 2, 3, and ODST. That's kind of crazy. These games are so old. New metals, new mods. And they're putting in a lot of effort, surprisingly, into the Master Chief Collection. So happy about the support that is being put into the MCC from 343. But more importantly, that leads right into the next story that I wanted to mention quickly. And this is coming from our good old friend Jez Corden over at Windows Central. And this uh, actually was tweeted by the developer, but he had mentioned this earlier in a story. Certain Affinity announces a deeper commitment to Halo Infinite. Certain Affinity has long been a closer partner of, of Microsoft and Xbox, having worked on Halo games for years. We have, we have it on good authority that the studio is also contributing to another upcoming Xbox, to other Xbox games, including Perfect Dark, while potentially also making an all-new exclusive of its own, dubbed Suerte. Today, the studio announced that it is deepening its contributions to Halo, specifically to work on Halo Infinite, which has been under scrutiny for its relatively slow pace of updates. Earlier in the year, I revealed that Certain Affinity is working on a new mode, new mode for Halo Infinite, codenamed Tatanka, and today it would appear that CA has confirmed it. And this is the official tweet from Certain Affinity. We've been part of the Halo franchise for more than 15 years, and we're honored to say we are deepening our relationship with 343 and have been entrusted with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Join us on our journey. Guys, I also wanted to say that uh, our Xbox record this Twitter. I tweeted at Certain Affinity saying, congratulations and see you online, Spartans. And the studio liked our tweet. So we got to work on getting them on the show. Get them on the show. Pick them up, Jose. Pick them. Pick them up. Pick them. Thank you. <laughs> and so this new um, new game mode uh, that Jez thinks is he's received rumors lately that it point to it being or having battle royale elements and least complete with a shrinking arena. I suspect it will have a unique twist or two to differentiate itself from the Call of Duty Warzone and Fortnites of the world. So guys, I just wanted to get your quick opinions on Certain Affinity joining the team on Halo Infinite. Bacon, I got to go straight to you because you're a huge Halo fan. I'm not sure how big you were into the multiplayer. I know you're a big campaign guy. What are your thoughts on the whole season one debacle and how long it's been and Obviously, I feel like this is going to be a great move for Halo Infinite, and they're going to get some much-needed support and resources to help bring content to the game. So, Bacon, tell me your thoughts on how Infinite's multiplayer launch has been to you. The launch, like, technical issues, there are none. It 
runs, it runs smooth, plays great. There's no content. There's that I haven't even finished the battle pass. I turned it on yesterday and I was just like, I still got 20 ranks to go with 22 days. Um, if this is true, you gotta start drinking a, some some uh, rock stars and get those double XPs back in because. Uh, <sighs> oh wait, no, you can't have those. Never mind. I was yeah. like, that's over it's, now. It, if, yeah, and it's it's over anyway. Sorry. If if this is a battle royale game type, which it looked like from the screenshots that I saw, it feels like it. It's gonna breathe some life. They need to add money into the battle pass like everybody else, so you can buy things. And if you're low on money, you add money to your wallet. They'll figure it out. It's going to be way better. And why doesn't Xbox own certain affinity right now? Why? They're, how they're, how do we not own them? Some people are thinking they're 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 going to purchase them. And Crystal Dynamics. How is that not a thing? We should just own both of them. Well, Square but, owns Crystal, but Square doesn't um, like Crystal. <laughs> Jose, do you think? Well, let me hear your thoughts on certain affinity joining. And actually, wait, Bacon, do you feel Halo is being treated unfairly for its lack of content? Because I didn't hear all of this complaining during Destiny for Destiny 1, Destiny 2, the right. constant negativity, and also Warzone. Warzone's had like two maps, you guys. Let's be mm -hmm. real. And the second one was Kaka. Remember that, Jose, when it went back to 67 or whatever it was? Barely yeah, did anything. War. So, yeah, why, why, why? Let me hear They're getting a that. bad rap from the PlayStation community who don't even have multiplayer games hold up on a shelf. They they want to attack whatever they can. They're going to attack it. It's just who they are. Yes, it needs more. We, we understand it's been here longer than any other game, right? We've been playing Halo, Halo multiplayer for a really long time. So I think it's unfair. It's our first attempt at a free-to-play First attempt at a battle pass, they'll figure it out. They're getting attacked I by agree. ponies. <laughs> it's not all Sony ponies. <laughs> I know. Um, Chipotle Bear, uh, does this excite you in any way, the certain affinity collaboration? Or are you still like, I'm just ready for season two and I'm going to see what improvements they've made and you know, just go with the flow? Oh, I'm very excited. I mean, I, on lots of levels. So like one, I totally agree with Bacon. They like it. This definitely is leading towards a potential buyout of certain affinity to add it to the Xbox family. And I just uh, listening to some other of our, our fellow podcasters talk about other, like basically that acquisition season is not over is what I'm trying to say that there, I'm sure there will still be buyouts of companies to come in the coming months. I don't think, I think that war is just barely starting to be honest with you. Obviously it's going to come down to money because just, that's just not infinite even for Xbox and Microsoft. But, um, Excited. I do think it's interesting that certain affinity is coming on board to help with like three major projects. Like that just seems a little bizarre to me. Like I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm not critiquing it. But if they're helping with Perfect Dark, Halo, and this other project, what they like? That's a lot, right? And I don't know how big certain affinity is to be fair, but. That seems like a lot of work, you know, in terms of the Project Sweatite thing, like I never played Monster Hunter, but it definitely seemed like something up my alley. I just never played it because it's been mostly a PlayStation game. Uh, and so I'm, I'm curious to see what that is. You know, I check, I uh, trust Jeff Grubb and his ideas about what it is. So that could be really cool. And then in terms of the Halo thing, I, very exciting. I, I love all things that they're trying with Halo. I would like to see them get a little bit experimental. Uh, you know, I, I think a battle royale could be really fun. A couple concerns though. One concern is that while 
Halo lends itself really well in some ways to that format. It is really currently lacking in a couple. One is like camouflage. And I don't mean active camouflage. Yes, I know you can be invisible. But like in Call of Duty, my go-to move is hide in a bush. That is literally my go-to move in that game. And just don't move. And hopefully people run around you and you snipe them. Like that's what I do. You couldn't do that in Halo. Like you just literally couldn't do that. Another thing about, think about when the ring gets down to like the last 20 guys, everybody's on their stomach crawling. That's not even a move option in Halo, right? So I, I agree with Bacon. I'm sure they will figure it out. They're very smart people. And maybe they have something just a little bit different to make it unique. But those are just some initial like, what would it look like in, in a battle royale where you couldn't crawl, you could only kneel down, and what if there weren't bushes? Like, is that fun? Is that hard? I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. There is an example. It's called Fortnite, and it's in third person. Um, also, I just need to put this out there, guys. We do not all play Warzone like Chipotle Bear here has described. Some of us are out there getting in the action, getting kills, and his name is Daddy Diwali, okay? Let it be known I'm not okay. a little hey, bush hey, wookie hey, at all times. I, I have to say this. For those dubs a couple times, okay? Like almost double digits. You can't totally knock me. I'm just saying that's, again, not all of us. I just want to, I just need to point that out there, guys. Not all of us are bush wookies hiding and being sneaky cacas, okay? Uh, Bogus, do you have any interest? Are you going to join us back in Halo once this uh, new season launches? Because I'm, I'm excited. I need to change the pace too. I'd like to get the gang back together. I'm excited for the new season. I do wish they had more maps. There's To me, guys, they should have had two arena maps and two big team battles. I don't think that would have been too much to ask. And then I think a lot of the complaining would have stopped. But hopefully certain affinities can help with that. Bogus, let me know. I agree. I think, I think more maps is always going to make that game better. Um, <clears throat> the I like the prospect of a battle royale mode. Um, I do. I hope they go some different route with it and don't try to do the same old thing. And I think they will. Even I agree. if it's a bust, I think you got to try to break out from the norm if you're going to stand out. And if they do have success, then they have something to build on going into you know. I mean, it's a live service game, so this is what you do with these games: is you 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 try something. And if it doesn't work, you fix it. And if it does work, you build upon it and make it better. And that's why Destiny continues to have success. That's why Fortnite, I know Fortnite feels like the same old game over and over, but they're doing something right because people still play that game like crazy. Now they have this no build mode where you go in and you can't do any building. And that some people love that, some people hate it, but they're trying something different. And I think that that's, that's the big thing. And so bringing on help, I don't. I know very little about this developer, but I, th I think bringing on help from somebody who's reputable Bull, which I know they are, um, is makes sense, and and I'm I'm excited to see what happens, and absolutely I'll be ready to jump back in. I'll probably eventually buy that battle pass, and 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 nice. then I'll have to get to level hundred on that. Yeah, it's not too hard, as everyone said. You could have both of you, Bacon and Bogus, could have easily gotten to max it out. Uh, I, I maxed mine. I got mine. Oh, Mine's maxed. oh, good for you. Yeah, good for you, Bogus. Bacon, get it, get it. You need to get on Halo after we get done here and put on your your double XPs. Um, I wanted to say quickly, Bogus, this studio has worked on a lot of previous Halo maps before, some of the best that people have um, argued, and they've also worked on stuff for Doom. So they they have a pretty good background and portfolio of games that they've worked on. So I'm, I'm confident. And like you said, I think Halo just has a phenomenal foundation and they're only going to build on it. I know people want more. And I think maybe that's why everyone's 
very frustrated is that it's such a good game at its core that they just they just want more so and i love the idea of a giant map where i can zip around is unlimited zips right give me unlimited (laughs) just let me go zip around that would be cool that could be fun you know yeah yeah having kind of like rockets back in the day where you could everybody just had rockets and it was just a freaking mayhem across the map if everyone had unlimited zip lines it'd be like spider-man spider-verse it'd be awesome yeah it almost, yeah, it almost be, that's why they have it though on a cooldown and you only have three. It's like, it's just, it would be too much, but it would be sick. Maybe Forge, Forge will bring stuff like that, because people will have game type modes where like unlimited grapple shot. Guys, great discussion right there on the news. Let's close the show. Like we, oh wait, no, I forgot. The good old days, I forgot. Well, this is t- kind of ties in. So we are going to talk about the good old days right now. And this is also coming from our boy, Bubble Boy and Seven, Rip Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy ask, hey guys, actually, was this you, Jose? No, it was me was last this? episode. Is because we mentioned it was something. Oh. I was like, ooh, that'd be a great topic. <laughs> you introduce it, yeah, bring it up. So we, so one of the things we we've done this forever in our friend group and now in XRT, and we're, we we always talk about fast food reviews. Like that's just, you know, we we as we have gotten wiser and older, we we try not to be as we try not to make as many poor choices with our diet, but we still enjoy fast food. We still enjoy the crazy things, the commercials, and it's a pretty common thing for us to review. But one of the things we talk about sometimes are things that we have loved that are no longer on menus, right? They're discontinued items at fast food venues over the course of our entire life. And so that is our topic today for us to choose our top five discontinued food menu redacted items or redacted items. <laughs> however you want to say it and it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that all these like people didn't like get sick from them or get hurt from them but whatever for whatever reason that the restaurants have stopped it serving stops. them so yeah let's start so, with bogus bacon chapo and then me because i i gotta go after i need to hear everyone's because my list isn't quite full yet so bogus start us off what are your five or whatever <laughs> amount of items that were taken off the menu too soon you just admitted you don't have five yet, so whatever you do, do not call it the definitive list, okay? As long as you're willing to admit that it's not definitive. Um, so, yeah, so I, I have a, um, I think a, um, let's see, I got six, so we'll call the the Burger King tenders is just a uh, kind of an honorable mention. Uh, Burger King used to have those long, skinny tenders, and they were good. And then they got That's rid of them, said. and they started doing some, yeah. <laughs> They were good. Uh, they, they they tasted good. So those are honorable mention. Um, number five is KFC's potato wedges. I don't know if you guys ever had back when they had potato wedges, but they were good. And now they do the fries, and their fries are good too, but those potato wedges. I, I worked at KFC in high school. That was my first job, and I would get those. <laughs> I ate so many of those stupid potato wedges, man. I love them. So that's number five. Um, number four is McDonald's apple pies. Man, McDonald's apple pies used to be so freaking good. I love those things. They just they come out of the oven, and they – they were really, really good. So that's I didn't four. know that they stopped selling um, them. That was news to me when I when I saw. I, that I can't find them anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So um, they made three, a healthier version. The fried apple yeah. pie is gone. Ugh, yeah, the fried apple Lame. pies was the best. Um, number three. I don't know. This is way back. Um, Taco Bell used to have something called the beef Mexi melt. And it was amazing and loved it. And it was, it was, um, 
yeah, I, I can't I, I can't even describe it, but it was cheese and tomato and 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 beef, and that, I think that was all that was in it. But but it was melted cheese. It was really really good, and they got rid of that. So I definitely miss that. Um, number two is the uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever had this. It was a limited time only at KFC, but they had this thing called the double down. Does anybody know what the double down is? Anybody remember? The yeah, wasn't down? it like two pieces of chicken with <laughs> cheese in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> cheese and bacon cheese and like two different kinds of cheeses bacon and i ordered that thing one time and i don't i think i might have ordered it a second time but it was so good but man i mean you want to talk about being full i've never been so full in my entire life except when i have two chicken sandwiches from uh from popeyes so it was awesome so my number two is the kfc double down because i will always i mean it's not something that i want to go order every week but it's something that when i had it i i remember i remember having that and being like yeah i finished that sandwich uh, didn't have any bun, nothing, just two two chicken patties. So I love the double down. And number one, D Wally, this has gotta be on your list is loaded grillers, man. It's just loaded grillers from Taco Bell is gotta be number one. Uh which uh, one's your favorite though? To us. Uh the potato one. The one the one with the the, the I love that potato one with the had the sour cream, the potato, the cheese. So freaking good. And uh, we went on spring break. We had a long road trip, and we must have, we ate so many of those stupid loaded grillers, man. We stopped to talk about at least four times in like four days, and uh, got those loaded grillers. So that's my number one. Bros Pass twenty fourteen bacon. What are your redacted menu items that you wish would come back? I'm gonna start with my honorable mention, the McRib. It's out. It's in. It's out. It's in. Just either be here or out. I mean, so number five is the Arch Deluxe from McDonald's. It was a good, it was like a fancy burger. I felt like I was going out, but I wasn't. Uh, number four, Jay Bizzle, the KFC wedge fries. They were awesome. And again, I have the fried apple pie, the unhealthy one. Um, my number two <laughs> is the Taco Bell Waffle Taco, the breakfast menu. Ah, so good, so bad, same time. And then my number one is the beef fat fried McDonald's fries before they switched to the vegetarian oil back when they fried them in the beef fat. Mm. You remember, McDonald's fries used to taste way better. Yeah, they're not as good. Yeah, research. Great list, Bacon. Uh, Jose, I have my list now. As you, uh, I'm, I will go next and let you close this one off. So, okay. All right. You do, uh, man. This is the definitive list because I have way you more You just made it up five. literally as we were talking. <laughs> Number five. Number five. This is kind of a general statement. All day breakfast at McDonald's. Why can't we get breakfast at any time at McDonald's, you guys? How come right. Sonic? Yes, how come Sonic has figured this out? But you guys, the masters, the originals, the OGs of fast food can't have all day breakfast. It's like every month it was like redacted. Something else was taken off. To, can you even get anything now? I don't even know if you can anymore at the at this point. So all day breakfast, McDonald's. Moving on, guys, Jabez you know I have the loaded grillers on there. And let me just tell you, these things, you guys, were a dollar each. The loaded grillers were $1. Here are those awesome, amazing flavors. Loaded potato, 
beefy nacho and the spicy buffalo chicken. All delicious. And then you may forget, uh, Bogus, they took it up a notch with the daredevil loaded grillers. Adding some spice, you had fiery ghost pepper, hot habanero, and mild chipotle. All incredible. And I will say it kind of lives on now. I believe it's the beef burrito or one of the, what was the one I get at Taco Bell? It's kind of a mix. Beefy melt burrito. The beefy melt. That's, this is as close as you're going to get to, to the loaded grillers. And uh, it's actually priced fairly decently. So I highly recommend that. But of course, number one, and I'm sure this is number one for Chipotle Bear as, as well. The McSnack Wrap. From McDonald's, Ooh. where have you gone? Where, why? Why, McDonald's? Bring back the McSnack wrap. Chipotle Bear, that is the definitive list. Let's hear yours. Okay, for the record, your definitive list had three items on it. The assignment. No, I, had six, I, had six, I had six loaded grillers. You I had six different know. loaded grillers. That's a bunch Way of more than you five. Don't get to count that. Okay. My my honorable mention is not actually a food, but it's something I wish they brought back. It is the McDonald's branded Happy Meal toys, like the little chicken nuggets in the box and the Hamburglar and Grimace and like the Fry Guys. Let's see. I want to see that revitalized for this generation of kids so my kids can know. Uh, that's just saying. My number five, though, of food is indeed the Loaded Grillers. I actually didn't love the potato one, Bogus. I'm sorry about that. But the buffalo and nacho, I love those. And same thing for a dollar. I mean, literally for six bucks you could eat like a king like where you're like i don't even want this sixth one i just ordered it because i got excited in the, when i was ordering in the, in the drive-thru um they were so good and and i'm definitely bummed i'm sure they were losing money on them which is why they discontinued them uh and dan is absolutely right the beefy melt is delicious at two bucks can't beat it right now my number four is actually one that no one mentioned it is the dairy queen crunch coat uh so you know how you can get like a dipped cone at dairy queen then like uh, the red, whatever the red one is, cherry or chocolate or butterscotch. They used to have another option that was called Crunch Coat that was like peanuts and sprinkles and something else. And it was delightful. And they just stopped making it. I literally don't know why. Bunch of caca. That's all I can say. Number three for me, the McDonald's salad shakers. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't ever get salads at fast food places. I respect them. My wife does. She's wonderful. She's much more healthy than I am. I used to like those those shakers. I thought they. I thought the gimmick was fun of like you pour the 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 dressing in and then you shake it and then you just eat the salad out. I thought they were tasty. I did find out they actually were worse for you than a Big Mac in terms of calories, which is probably why they discontinued them. Uh, but again, gotta respect the innovation. My number two, the chili cheese Frito burrito from Taco Bell. Uh, which is a lot like the chili cheese burrito now, except they literally put regular Fritos inside, so you got that extra crunch. It was like 89 cents. It, I know they were making money on that. I don't know why they stopped making that as well. I hope they bring that back one day. And then my number one, exactly as Daddy Diwali, I fully agree with him. It is the McDonald's McSnack Wrap. And if you didn't know what it was, clearly, it is literally, imagine, what, take all the Big Mac ingredients and put it in a small tortilla. And it was $1.50. And, and I remember the first time we ever had it was we were still in our youth, quote unquote, and going out like to clubs and stuff like that. We were out by like I-25 in Arapahoe. Did you used to live yep. out there, Dan? Yes, yes. That was the light rail stop right over there. I lived and, right by the Shane Company. And it was there. like one of those where like we came back from a night out in Denver and we weren't driving. Someone else was driving us and we were like, we're going to stop by McDonald's and I'm going to get a McSnack wrap. Yeah, give me a couple too. 
And I was like, oh my God. And for the next month, I probably went to McDonald's like 15 times for that freaking McSnack wrap. And then one day, Dan literally texted me and was like, did you hear the bad news? And I was like, oh God, what happened? He's like, they took this McSnack wrap. And it was like that scene in like horror movies where like the camera pans out. And I was just like, okay, well, that sucks. Like that's over. And I just, again, why did we get rid of it? It was a wonderful item. $1.50, such a great value. That is the number one thing I want to bring back. McDonald's sponsor us, bring back the McSnack wrap. That's all I have to say. Bring back the McSnack Wrap McDonald's. It's, it's a hashtag. Time. It's time. Shout out to Goose as well. He's a big fan of the McSnack Wrap. Uh, guys, great discussion. Great podcast tonight. Let's close the show like we always do with the best food we had this week. Is this a video game podcast or is this a food podcast? I don't know. A little bit of both. Guys, I will go first since my epic week of food continues. So this was two days ago, Sunday night. I had the BK Whopper Melts. I got all three flavors for my meal. Guys, I highly recommend the bacon one, the jalapeno one, and then the standard one is just, it's okay. But the other one, definitely worth your time and money. Then yesterday, shout out to Orion Sushi over here off of Kipling and Jewel. I got my spicy grill roll, my dynamite fried roll, and then spicy edamame, you guys. When you get edamame, make sure you get the spicy kind. It is delicious, especially at Yard House. That is crack cocaine at Yard House. And then tonight, I had Buffalo Wild Wings, and not only did I get my standard mango habanero and Asian zing, the top two flavors, mango habanero, number one, of course, I tried the Doritos, what is it? Flaming Hot Nacho Cheese flavor what? of the, it, yeah, it was, I was shocked to see when I saw it, but as soon as I watched it, I'm like, of course, or no, it was on the, on the website when I was ordering, I was like, of course I'm going to try these. I have to say, unless you're a huge nacho cheese Doritos fan, that would be the only reason to get it. I felt like I was just eating chips and a little bit of chicken in there. So it, it, I guess if you love nacho cheese, it was good. But I expected a little bit more spiciness. It's way up high on their ranking of hot sauces, and it was not that spicy at all. So that has been the best food I had this week. And guess where I'm going tomorrow? Bacon. Let's go to you. Where do you think I'm going tomorrow, Bacon? Well, I assume you're going to go get a... Chicken sandwich from no, somewhere. no, Freddy's. <laughs> Got to get that fry sauce. Good Freddy's. Oh, Freddy's. Yeah. I'm going to Freddy's tomorrow. What was the best food you had this week, Bacon? Well, I had Taco Bell for the first time in two years. I had a steak quesadilla that was pretty solid. Um, that's actually what made me put the hot sauce on the list. And uh, we had some really bad Papa John's pizza a couple days ago. And I uh, had Freddy's last week, so my doctor's not going to be happy, but Ooh. my taste buds have been happy. So I always get the hot dog and the hamburger from Freddy's. You they just... have hot dogs? Yes. That, How did you, you get a hot, hot dog, dog and a burger? Because I always, I always got the burgers and the sauce. Like I was just yeah. that obsessed. Yeah, they have hot dogs. And it's not okay. a really good bun. It's like a toasted oh, bun. Oh it's like Texas getting... toast, and they just fold it. Oh. It's awesome. So. I'm going to go get two of each tomorrow. Great list. Bogus, what was the best food you had this week? So <clears throat> I mentioned it earlier, but uh, since I moved out here, the closest Chipotle is about 45 minutes away. So I had not had Chipotle since I moved out here. And uh, last week uh, in Cary, I, I met somebody for lunch and they're like, hey, let's go to Chipotle, which is where I work. And I didn't realize there's a Chipotle that's about seven minutes from my work. And so I was like, well, we definitely got to go. So I had their chicken, what's it called? The 
the the pollo asado. Oh man, one. it was awesome. It was so good. I and I had uh, some of the queso, so I got a lot of the things that I have not been able to have. Did you do the Daddy D Wally standard? The I double chicken pollo asado. <laughs> no, I get tacos. I don't. I don't do the burrito. What? I love what? the tacos. So I do the amateur hour. No, nah, it's just what, what I get. Three soft tacos, man. And uh, no beans. I, I stay away from the beans, and I get just a little bit of rice and a lot of chicken. Focus. And wait, wait, I have to interrupt you. That's exactly what I used to do. Just get the burrito, man. That, that's the that is a taco, and you get more. I, I I know what you mean. You get double meat, and if you want that little bit of rice, you're essentially getting that taco <laughs> taste that you want in a big bowl. I'm just saying, I used to be a tacos guy too, but I was like, why don't I just make what I yeah. make in the taco? in a burrito so sorry what what what's your standard order tell us it's uh ch- standard is chicken soft tacos um corn salsa spicy salsa um cheese lettuce a tad bit of sour cream just a little bit of sour cream and uh and then guac and chips that's what i usually get Bogus, that would be delicious. Soft tacos, not that dog, would not that shows. would be delicious in a burrito. I'm telling you right now, Chipotle Bear, close it off with the best. Oh, wait, wait, food. I got yeah. one more. I got one more, oh, and I just have to mention it because it's in the little town of Mebane where I live. Nobody, nobody will ever, who's listening to this ever. No, it's called Two Twelve. I took my wife out for date night tonight, and we ate. I had a. My wife hates seafood, so I never ever eat fish, but I enjoy fish. I really like fish. And I had a fried grouper sandwich, and it was incredible. It's this little ma and pa shop, and they do a lot of scaled-up entrees. I've never eaten grouper before, but it was really, really good. And uh, so I got a shout-out to them in Mebane. 212 is what it's called, and uh, they have that. And I had this sour, a, a sour like a saison, but it's a sour, and it was a smoothie flavored, and it wasn't too sweet. It tasted like a uh, like a breakfast drink, like something you you wake up from a hangover and need a drink. It was it was really 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 good. So that was the uh, the other food I had this week. Very nice, Chipotle Bear. What was the best food you had this week? So in all fairness, for as much as I make fun of Dan for loving Burger King, which is fully justified. Uh, I do have to give him credit because the best thing I have eaten since we recorded on Saturday night, it's only been a couple days to be fair, um, is the BK melt, the bacon melt. And and it was, here's the thing. So I, I was at school on Monday, long story short, I needed to go buy some bus passes for a student. And I, as an admin, I've never had to do that before, but I found out we can do that. And I, have to, I just had to go to King Supers. So I drove down the street to King Supers. It was like right at lunchtime. And I, I did, to be fair, I did have a delicious lunch at school, but I was like, mm, there's a Burger King like right there. That feels a little bit like fate. Uh, and so I, I drove over there because there was no line. Like there was literally no one in line. And I was like, okay, this is a sign from up above that I need to do this. And I I even texted Dan. I was like, hey, I'm I'm right by it. I trust your word, right? What do, which one do I need to get? And there are three choices. I chose the bacon one. And uh, admittedly, it was very, very good. Like I legitimately would consider getting it again, no problem, like think about it. The one tiny critique, it does come with a lot of onions, like a lot, a lot. And I, I like onions, it was great on it. Love but I definitely onions. like, it was it was enough, right? Like I didn't want to pull a Dan and be, have heinous gas in my office for the rest of the day with people walking in, you know what I'm saying? I, I, gotta, I still have a job to do. So um, highly recommend, best thing I had this week was the BK Bacon Whopper Melt. It was absolutely fantastic, highly recommend. Huge shout out to Burger King, also uh, an official sponsor of XRT, hopefully someday. Guys, great episode. This has been Xbox Record This, episode 50. My name- Hey, D. Wally. 
Yes. I just I just had to chime in and just tell you guys uh, how excited I am for you to hit episode number 50. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I, I, I'm excited to go back and listen to episode one where you monologued it the whole way through. <laughs> uh, but you guys Let's come a long way come, and, yeah. and 50 episodes. So I just wanted to really Thank quickly you. on air say congratulations to you guys. And uh, as a guy who's listened to every single one, I'm excited to listen to the next 500 hopefully oh well thank you bogus that, that i means a lot. also like to congratulate you guys and thank you for having me back um episode one was rough the solo cast uh, i i got through it but uh, uh thanks guys i really appreciate it well thank you bacon and you guys are welcome back anytime of course um if we Really, you guys are, are the stars of the show as well. I love reading your shout outs and I appreciate all of the ideas and content you give us. So thank you as always for being here. And hopefully, yes, the, the show will live on forever. And if I die, you guys continue the show and you can pick up Bacon and Bogus to, to be on the show. Chipotle Bear, I give you credit. Bubble Boy, he can stay at home since he's sick. Guys, my name is Daddy Diwali. You can follow me at Daddy Diwali across all social media. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This across all social media. Please write us an email. Send us in that reader mail. Bogus Bacon, I expect uh, something from you every week from now on. And our email is XboxRecordThis at gmail.com. Bacon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gaming. My YouTube is Gaming as well. Uh, Xbox Live Gaming, And same on PS Network. So, And Bogus, uh, do you want people to find you or are you like Bubble Boy? Uh, even more of a hermit than Bubble Boy. When it, how he is in real life, that's how I am on social media. And Chipotle Bear, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chipotle underscore bear. You can find me on Instagram at Chipotle bear. Uh, if you reach out to me for the record, you might mention that you know me from the show. And I only say that because I meet a lot of people through school. And like the other day, this dude was like, hey, and I just ignored him for like two weeks. And I'm pretty sure he's a fan of the show, but I just, it sounded like some random guy. So you might just be like, hey, great thing with XRT. Uh, well, I have the platform just really quick. Do want to thank Bacon and Jabez not only for coming tonight uh, and celebrating 50 with us, but also for, again, for the interactions. The way I like to think of it as when I was a teacher, there was nothing more awkward than like when you're trying to talk to the class and interact and you're like, what do you guys think about that? And you just hear crickets for like 16 Silence, minutes. Especially uh, first period. But I kind of didn't mind it because I was like, I don't care if you guys are sleeping. I'm asleep too. <laughs> so anytime we hear from fans, it always feels like more of that interaction, that back and forth, which we love. So if you're a new fan, always feel free to write us. If you're one of our greatest fans like Bacon and Bogus, always welcome. Thanks again, everyone. And uh, to the next 50. And here's to 50 more. Guys, I do want to have one more dedicated quick shout out. Uh, in a few days here, uh, it will be my wife and I's uh, fifth wedding anniversary. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Allie. Allie Walensic, I love you. Thank you so much for everything you've given me. Uh, here's to five years and many more. I love you. And thank you for letting me do Xbox record this. So shout out to my wife, Allison Walensic. As always, Xbots. See you online. See you online. See you online. See you online. Sir, um, could I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Oh, dear. Xbox, record this.
is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.